there, it's Dave Rowe, and welcome to the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. Hey, what else are we going to be talking about this week but the Labor Day Classic? Coming up on Monday, a whole lot of history in this event, a whole lot of emotion on both sides of the ball. So Jock has assembled himself a little bit of a mini panel to talk about some good memories on both sides. He talks to the respective voices of the Stampeders and the Eskimos, Mark Steven and Morley Scott. You know, the very first Labor Day game was the first regular season contest the Calgary Stampeders ever played. The historic September 2nd, 1946 game was against the Regina Rough Riders at Calgary's Mawada Stadium. Calgary Stampeders won that game 9 to nothing. It was in 1949 that the now familiar Stampeder Eskimos Labor Day matchup was born. The Alberta teams played five straight years. Not in Calgary, though, in Edmonton, before the series was briefly abandoned. Then in 1959, the rivalry with the Eskimos was renewed. This time, Calgary was the site of the game, and with a few exceptions, it's been in this form that the tradition continues to exist today. And hey, with Labor Day on us, we've got to talk about the Labor Day. It's a real pleasure on the Calgary Stampeder podcast to be joined by the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, the one and only Morley Scott from 630 Ched, and of course, the long-time Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen, joins us as well. Gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Calgary Stampeder podcast. And Morley, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you first. Are you ready for Labor Day? Uh, yeah, I'm always ready for Labor Day. I mean, Labor Day is one of the favorite, my favorite weekends on a football schedule for sure, because just everybody just pays so much attention to that football game. I love the whole weekend because it's, you know, you, you leave on a Saturday night and you drive to Calgary and you get set up and, you know, the walkthrough and the practices on Sunday. And then of course the game on Monday, uh, it's uh, it quickly, uh, this will be my uh, ninth Labor Day classic coming up, uh, uh, calling Eskimo games. And uh, it has quickly become uh, my favorite weekend on the schedule because it's, uh, it, there's always so much going on around it. It's just a, it's just a treat to be, uh, to be involved in it. Mark, you've had the pleasure to call a few more than nine, haven't you? Oh, yeah, quite a few more, and it, but it is exciting, as Morley said. I mean, it is the marquee weekend, as far as I'm concerned, outside of the Grey Cup and, and the playoffs. And, you know, if your team's not going to be in the playoffs, and there were years when the Stampeders weren't in the playoffs, this was kind of the marquee event, the back-to-back games, which have now, instead of the Monday-Friday biz, have gone Monday-Saturday. But it certainly is exciting and draws some of the best crowds that uh, both teams will see during the course of the year. You know, it's interesting. A total of 62 Labor Day games have been played over the years. Calgary and Edmonton, boy, they are so close. 26-25-1. That's the overall record with Calgary holding a slight advantage. Now, I know it's been different in the last couple of years. So, guys, let me ask you this. What's your, what's your favorite Labor Day memory? And whether it's uh, from days gone by or whether it's the games you've called Morley, I'll start with you. What's your favorite uh, Labor Day memory? Well, uh, I have one that kind of stands out more than the others, and it's uh, it's actually it's it's a, a loss by the Eskimos in Labor Day in 2015, but it was the pretty much the game that turned the season around for the Eskimos. Uh, as you recall, Mike Riley got hurt in the first game of the, uh, of the season in 2015, uh, and he returned to the active roster for the Labor Day game. Didn't start that game. James Franklin started. Uh, Riley came in and finished up uh, because uh, Franklin wasn't uh, having much success. The Eskimos lost the game 16-7. But they went home and in the rematch beat uh, the Stampeders, I think it was like 27-16 or something like that. 
And uh, that was the first 10 straight wins going to the Grey Cup. So uh, that, that, kind of, that one kind of stands out. The one that really stands out for me, though, is my very first one because I was excited to be a part of it, and uh, I just hated it. It was the longest <laughs> afternoon of my life because the score was 52-5. to five Oh, in no. Stampeders. It was uh, just horrible. And it was the second time in less than a month that we'd gone to Calgary and given up uh, 50 points. The Eskimos gave up 56 points a couple of weeks before that in the game in August. So, uh, yeah, trips to Calgary for Labor Day are fun. They're memorable, but they haven't been much uh, success, much uh, as far as success goes for the Eskimos. They've only won one of the eight games uh, I've done on Labor Day, and that uh, that was back in mm-hmm. 2011. So it's been a long time. There's been lots of good memories uh, lots of interesting happenings, but uh, man, uh, as the old saying goes, it's only a rivalry when both teams win a few games, right? So uh, hopefully the Eskimos can can try and make Labor Day a little bit more interesting in years to come. Oh, I, I have to I have to say, as a play by play voice for the home team, and you're getting a 50 spot uh, dropped on your team. That's that's a tough game to call, Morley. Oh, it sure is. I mean, well, we were we were talking about anything but football. We were wondering if the horse was going to drop over because he was so friggin' tired from running up and down the sidelines after all those touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, you've called a lot of Labor Day games. What's your favorite memory? Well, the one that I was involved in, and I'm going quite a bit further back, though, was uh, 1995 when uh, mm. Jeff Garcia came on the field and took over for an injured Doug Flutie who was going to undergo surgery, had some ligaments detaching for his elbows. Nobody knew much about Jeff Garcia. First home start, he threw five touchdown passes. It was one of the great efforts in the team history. The crowd was full. It was an amazing day, and that's Still one of the great moments ever at McMahon Stadium. You know, more recent vintage, there's been some very close and very good games at McMahon Stadium on Labor Day and, uh, you know, 37-34 a couple years ago when the, I guess five years ago now, when the Stamps and the Eskimos played. That was a tremendous game as well that I certainly remember. And as Morty said, there was a couple of big-time beatings. But uh, I think if the games are close and a lot of fun and one or two points separating, why not? Uh, A couple years ago as well in 2012, 31-30, 31-30, and the Stamps went up to Edmonton and won 20-18. But I remember two just sensational games, two of the best games of the year. So those are some of the ones that uh, stand out as far as I'm concerned. You know, Mark, it's interesting. You go back to that 1995 game, the coming out party really for Jeff Garcia, and a lot of Stampeder fans will remember that one. Hey, Alan Pitts, I believe he had 11 catches in that game. He had three touchdowns, and uh, that was almost magic uh, when, when those two yep. got together. Well, it was. You know, Pitt's one of the greatest ever, and Garcia had a brilliant career. You know, 546 yards on that day. I mean, that's one of the great games, not only in CFL, certainly Stampeder history as well. So it was really a great day. Uh, As you say, sort of the first introduction to who Jeff Garcia was. He went on to have a fabulous career in the NFL as well. But that was his day, and uh, the stadium was really rocking that day. And I think both of you touched on it. Uh, You know, it's more fun when both teams are competitive. for a few years there, the Eskimos weren't particularly competitive, but now these last three or four years, these are two of the best teams in the league, and certainly they've demonstrated it, and uh, they play at a very high level for sure. Well, you, you know, it's interesting, guys, and, and you know, the Calgary Stampeders, Morley, as, you, as you've talked about, they're, they're on a six-game winning streak on Labor Day. The nice thing for the Eskimos is, you know, five or four days later, they've changed it now, it goes on the Saturday, you get that return match, and, and that's really, really important for a little bit of redemption for the Eskimo fans, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it sure is. And I, I think in, in Calgary, I get the impression it's about Labor Day, not so much about the series. In Edmonton, it's about the series a little bit more for the fans because they want their chance to have that traditional game as well, which they, they had on the Friday. Now they have it 
on the Saturday. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, that game has been tough for the Eskimos to win too in, in my time calling games. The Labor Day weekend has uh, week has not been kind to the Eskimos in the last 10 years or so. Uh, Mark brought up 2012. That's the one I really remember most. And that, to me, that whole, that whole week was the swing week for both the teams that year. Cause uh, going into the games, the Eskimos were tied for first place at five and three and the Stampeders were four and four. Uh, the Eskimos missed a field goal in the final play of the game in Labor Day. Uh, then in the rematch game, uh, Grantshaw hit the goal post on a field goal. Both field goals would have won both games. So instead, the, the Stamps went to 6-4. and four. The Eskimos go to 5-5. Five and five. They only won two more games the rest of the way, finished last place at 7-11, had the, had the crossover game that year and lost in Toronto. And uh, Calgary went on. I think they finished second uh, that year and, and, and played pretty well. It was really the turnaround week for both these clubs. It was uh, uh, the beginning of the end for the Eskimos, who uh, went from that, that – uh, Terrible finish in 2012 to the awful season in 2013. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Labor Day that year kind of had a lasting effect. And I wonder what would have happened if Grandshaw hits both those field goals. Eskimos would be 7-3, and Stampeders would be 4-6. and six. I wonder what would have happened with both franchises going forward after that. It's a great question. Like you, you know, it's interesting, Mark, because there have been times where the Calgary Stampeders have been a very poor team. And, and their season basically rode on Labor Day. If they could beat the Eskimos on Labor Day, it was almost like, okay, well, who cares that we only won four or five games this year? Yeah, it was something to salvage, something to hang your hat on for sure. Because, as you say, particularly in the early part of the century, the Stampeders were not very good. They no. didn't have a lot to rally around. So playing and uh, winning on Labor Day was very important because uh, the rest of the games were certainly a struggle. And, uh, you know, the Stampeders in those early years uh, of this century did not have much success in Edmonton or Calgary against anybody. So, uh, But they were important games, something to hang your hat on when uh, all else seemed uh, a little up in the air there. You know, in my opening, guys, I mentioned that the very first five matchups between these two game, uh, teams, Labor Day was actually played in Edmonton. Uh, do we ever see, you know, has that ever been talked about in Edmonton, Morley? Could we ever see, you know, I know it's a tradition here in Calgary. I think Stampeder fans would hate it, but is it something that they, you know, that, that Edmonton fans would like to maybe host a, the odd Labor Day game? I, I think there might be a little envy there just because it is such a great tradition and it is a, it is a great day to just to spend watching football. But uh, for the most part, it doesn't really come up that often. I know okay. uh, when Randy Ambrosi made his tours in the off season and he met with season ticket holders, it came up at that tour that time. And, and Randy talked a lot about tradition. He's a big traditionalist. And I can't see, and he's played obviously on both sides of it. I, I can't see, I can't see, uh, that game ever leaving Calgary. I, don't, I just don't think it would be right. I know back in the when, when Hamilton and Toronto were having their stadium issues, what, four or five years ago, and they played a traditional game on uh, on Labor Day too. it was brought up, well, we can't play in Hamilton. Why don't we uh, play the game in Toronto? And the Ticats refused. They said, no way, that's our game. We can't play it this year. We'll get back to it because it, it's in Hamilton on Labor Day. Just like I, I think it should be in Calgary on Labor Day. It's just mm-hmm. become a great tradition. Uh, I love the fact that it's uh, it's the next, uh, the next Saturday back in Edmonton. Too. That's that's also become a, a great tradition, and and since the games moved to Saturday, it allows the the Stampeder fans to make the make the trip north as well. Eskimo fans always go south to to watch the game, and they can get back in time to go to work on on Tuesday. But uh, when the game was on Friday, it was pretty tough for Stampeder fans to go to work and get to Edmonton for seven o'clock for a for a football game. Now it's on Saturday. There's no excuse, and I think it just adds more Stampeder fans at Commonwealth, more Eskimo fans at McMahon. I think that just adds to the whole ambiance of what is a great couple of games. Hey, Mark, how would that play here in Calgary if they decided to play the actual Labor Day game in Edmonton? 
Well, it wouldn't work very well because I've been told there's only two demands the Stampeders make when they, uh, you know, uh, look for the season schedule for the following year. They make them every year, steer clear of Stampede and play on Labor Day. Those are their only two uh, right. non-negotiables. And uh, I think it's just so burned into everybody's mind that this is how it happens that uh, I just can't see it change. It could be quite a seismic shift for both teams. I guess it could happen, but uh, I just don't see it being a priority right now. Okay. Is this the Eskimo Stampeder rivalry? Rivalry, the best rivalry in the Canadian Football League. Morley, you up first. Uh, in the entire league, uh, I would I would think so. To especially you know for for the fans of those two teams. Although, like I say, that that game has to, the Eskimos have to win a few more games sure. on Labor Day to make it to make it more challenging and, and make it more of a more of a rivalry. Uh, it's hard to tell across the league. I know the Winnipeg Saskatchewan is that's great theater to watch mm-hmm. on Labor Day, and, and that's that's kind of another tradition. Uh, that, that we like on, on the Labor Day weekend is sitting in McMahon Stadium in the media room waiting for the Eskimos bus to arrive and watching uh, the Riders and the Blue Bombers on TV. It's not obviously on Labor Day, but it's it's still the Labor Day games. And, and that rivalry is just a fantastic rivalry. Um, I, th- I think as far as the Eskimos go of late, just because of what's happened, maybe Saskatchewan might be a little bit more of a rivalry mm-hmm. uh, just because of, of what's gone on with the coaching staffs, uh, staff leaving here and heading to Regina uh, after the great cup win but you know what everybody wakes up on labor day and all they can think about is beating calgary that's all they want to do that's all they want to have done on labor day is beat calgary and and i think uh it's it's probably the most important rivalry that the eskimos have it may not be the fiercest right now but it's the most important one they have nobody likes the riders so i i I get where you're coming from from that standpoint mark uh, how about your standpoint is this uh, the best rivalry in the canadian football league well, I'm kind of uh, a little bit biased in my assessment, and I'll tell you why. Through some uh, quirk, uh, only in the CFL moment, the Stampeders have been in Regina three times so far this year. So I've certainly seen all the hostility directed mm-hmm. towards the Calgary. They, from Saskatchewan's viewpoint, I think they hate the Stampeders more than anything else. I think the uh, Stampeders and Eskimos is very, very close. And uh, again, these are two excellent teams. So. It's really hard to say. It's probably the longest-standing one, the Stampeders rivalry with Edmonton. Maybe it has a little more depth and passion, but as I sit here today, I'm kind of a little clouded because, like I say, we've been there three times this year, which is uh, crazy in and of itself. So I guess I've seen a lot more of the anti-Stampeder feeling coming from Saskatchewan. So I'll give it to Saskatchewan, but not by much. Maybe we'll write some history in 2018, but Morley, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be 50 points scored against the Eskimos. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. That's for sure, because it makes for a long afternoon in the booth. That's right. Uh, unless there's 45 points scored against San Peters or something like well, that. Well, then it's okay. It's one yes. of those great, great kind of games. But uh, that's, that's, the, that's the other beauty of it. It doesn't really matter where these teams are in the standings. You know that uh, they're both coming out, and, and they're both going to be jacked up and ready to go. And, and I love talking to... To, to players who've been around for a while and, and, and talk to them about what they tell the guys who are new to this rivalry uh, and what the atmosphere is going to be like and what the game's going to be like and, and how important it is for not just for the Eskimos, but how important it is uh, for the fans in the city to go down to Calgary and uh, maybe not win, but maybe make sure they play well and have a good uh, and have a good uh, showing for themselves in the Labor Day game each and every year because it's the one everybody circles on their calendar. And as they, they used to say, right, it's the unofficial start of the season, right, when September rolls around. Exactly. That's when they, the games don't really mean anything more, but they mean a little bit more, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I expect this year, same thing. It's going to be a great day. Hey guys, this but, has been fun. Sorry, Mark, you want to add one more thing? Oh, I was going to say, we're talking about all the times the Eskimos have stumbled in Calgary. Let's not forget uh, 
uh, you know, like I said earlier this century, when the Stampeders went to Edmonton and lost 38 nothing, and we're lucky to get nothing that day. So there, there's, you know, hasn't been all Edmonton stumbling on their toes, and the Stampeders the next year lost 44 to 12. So it hasn't been, uh, you know, all one side of the Eskimos struggling. The Stampeders have had their struggles at times as well. So uh, there you go. Well, as I said, you know, Calgary and Edmonton very, very close in Labor Day. Calgary holds a very slim lead at 26, 25, and one. Uh, against the Blue Bombers on Labor Day, Calgary is 6-0. Against the Argonauts on Labor Day, 2-0. Against the Rough Riders on Labor Day, 1-0. Against the Lions, 1-0. But, hey, forget those teams. Bring on the Eskimos. Who scheduled them against the Argonauts? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I know. That was back in the day. Thank goodness we don't live in those days anymore. Mark Morley, thank you so much for your time, guys. Uh, You have fun this Labor Day. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, See you on Labor Day. Looking forward to it. My favorite Labor Day, how about 1998 when Jeff Garcia burst onto the scene with that six-touchdown pass performance? That's all the time we have for this episode of the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. Make sure you check us out at all your favorite locations, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, tune in, download it from our website as well. And if you like us, take a moment to rate the show. Please leave a comment. If you really like the podcast, make sure you tell a friend about it. And hey, any ideas you have for future shows, we're here to hear them. For Jock Wilson, I'm Dave Rowe for the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. 